Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. Happy Monday. I'm your doctor, Daniel Shepard. <laughs> this doctor, We're joined Daniel by Shepherd. your surgeon, Monica Mouse. Hello. Can I take one second to say that our sweet, sweet friend, Wobby Wob, hasn't been with us this year. He's been working remotely. He has. And I don't want anyone to think that we've forgotten about sweet Wobby Wob or that we not. don't value him the most. We talk about Laura sometimes. She comes up uh, with the guests. And I just want everyone to know that we fucking love Wobby Wob. So much. And we value him so much. And he's our spirit animal. Yeah. Okay, on to Rupert Grint. <laughs> Rupert Grint, you must know him as Ron Weasley from the Harry Potter film series. Of course, Monica was all a titter and a flutter Ooh. about this guest. You were a flutter because you was, think he's think the most he's, handsome man in the world. He's so handsome. Is it all right to say handsome when you're underage? You were so taken aback by his maturity. Yeah, in his sexiness. Maturement. The fact that he matured in such a beautiful way in front yeah. of your eyes, you enjoyed that. I really did. I was really excited. It was like a pop-out, but yeah. like a really positive pop-out. So, of course, he was in all eight Harry Potters, also Sick Note, Moonwalkers, and he is on a show that I have since gotten addicted to because we interviewed him called Servant on Apple TV+. Plus. It's so creepy and so yummy. I really do recommend it. So, please enjoy Rupert Grint. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. The best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. Okay, when did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Well, let's just say I'm a weirdo and I want to be messy and see what you're up to, like who you're hanging with. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. I knew you did that. <laughs> no, I did not do that. I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends and then use that money any place Apple Pay is accepted. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Monica, please keep it in the chat. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. He's an object expert. He's an object expert. He's an Good morning. Well, again, good afternoon. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> good. I'm so glad we tried again. <laughs> yeah, I think it's all good now. Got a really good feeling about it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think it might have been a blessing in disguise, Rupert, because. I ended up watching three in a row, The Servant. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, and I am addicted now. So I think this was oddly like a wonderful thing that happened. <laughs> oh my God, is it creepy? I can't wait for Monica to watch it, but I'm afraid you probably won't be able to watch it by yourself. Is it scary? It's kind of a different scary. It's not really so many jumps. 
jump scares. It's just generally disturbing. Yeah, it's, it's not pop outy and it's not gory, but it's twisted. Ooh. But the food is kind of gory, I find. Mm, mm-hmm. like, there's loads of cooking in it and like eels. <laughs> oh, the eel scene is insane. Oh, yeah. I was it's thinking, boy, awesome. that must really be how they do it, huh? They nail an, yeah. an eel to a board. Yeah, they've really researched how you would do it. Because originally in the script, it was kind of impossible because it's such a slippery thing. So they came yeah. up with this idea of nailing it to a board, kind of like stigmata. Yeah, <laughs> very stigmata. <laughs> I won't be giving too much away about it because you find this out in like the first 10 minutes of the pilot. But Monica, here's the premise. A couple has a baby and the baby's probably 11 months old in the story and they hire a nanny that they found from a farm in Wisconsin, and she arrives, and they show her around the house. She's very modest and meek, and she, we find out on the first night, she prays, she's religious, she's very quiet. And at night, we see the father go into the baby's bedroom and sit by the crib, and he's crying, and we see that the baby is a doll. Ooh. It's like a really lifelike doll. Ah. And so you're like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? And then in the morning, the new nanny gets up and she goes in there and she says, wake up. And she takes a baby to the stand and you keep waiting for her to realize it's a doll. And she just never does. Oh, wow. And then so she brings the baby down and then the mom's going to go to work. That's why they got the nanny. She wants to return to work. And the, the mom leaves and he basically says, like, you don't have to pretend. You don't have to pretend. Like, you can go out. You know, she's grieving. We lost our son. Oh, God. And she's so confused by what he's saying. <gasps> he's like, what, what are you talking about? And then <laughs> Rupert plays the mom's brother. And what a wonderful departure f- for you. You're like a Philadelphia Ooh. guy. I don't know yet, but you seem to have a drinking problem. <laughs> Yeah, among other things. Yeah, he's kind of like everything you can take. Yeah. Um, Very different to anything I've done before. But he's just, yeah, he's such a douchebag. (laughs) Yeah, well, what's interesting is everyone is unlikable. Yeah. And I was thinking the whole time, if I had created the show and I I was casting people, I'd have to have a conversation with them that would go like this, like, listen... You can't get protective of your character. You're an asshole. Like you have to commit. Mm-hmm. If you want to come onto this project, you have to commit to being very unlikable and not protect yeah. yourself. And I wonder if there was any conversation like that. Not so much, no. Because I mean, really, especially in season one, everything was kind of shrouded in mystery. Night, kind of, we didn't really get all the scripts. We didn't really know where it was going. And I think it's actually it's it's in me somewhere. This kind of dark side. Of course, I really loved tuning into that. So yes, you as a human being, of course, are multifaceted like we all are. You're a piece of shit some days and you're shockingly kind and benevolent on other days. But I'd imagine you have a similar thing that happens here with actors and singers who are on the Mickey Mouse Club. Sure, yeah, yeah. Where they go in like one of two directions, like they have to reclaim their adulthood. They have to like, Mm. and, and often the singers have done it through like really outward sexuality like no no i'm done with mickey mouse yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now i'm a sexual being and you're gonna have to just accept that you mean disney specifically the mickey mouse oh. club like britney spears like britney. timberlake christina aguilera, christina aguilera, christina aguilera yeah. miley cyrus that's disney 
Okay, right. That's okay, now it's on to your point. Yeah. yeah, now I'm mixing metaphors. <laughs> but I do wonder, like, as you were doing all of the Harry Potter movies, did you at all fear, like, oh, I'm not going to be able to be multifaceted. I'm going to be, you know, safe. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? I really wasn't kind of aware of it, really thinking about it. For me, I was just all about the books. I was a huge fan of the books, and I was obsessed with that character. So for me, it was all about being wrong. I didn't really see kind of career after Potter was done. It didn't, I didn't really see that far ahead. But I guess, yeah, there was definitely a time where it felt quite suffocating because, I mean, it was, it was heavy going. It was kind of every, every day for, I think, 10 years in the end. <laughs> yeah, that is wild. Almost no one's even been on a TV show for 10 years. Yeah, it's, it's a long time. The movies take a year to shoot. And I mean, it was a great experience. It's such a nice kind of family atmosphere. It was always kind of all the same crew that we kind of grew up with. So it was, it was a great place to be, but sometimes it definitely felt like I want to do something else, see what else is out there. Yeah, well, I would imagine just the sentencing of it. Like at some point it must occur to you like, oh man, this is going to be great. Oh my God, we got four more books to go. Oh God, you guys are going to split the last <laughs> book into two. Like it's yeah. almost like a sentence. Like just, yeah. I guess... I, there's something about if you do a movie, the notion of it becoming a sequel is like you would wish for it because it doesn't happen to barely any movies. Yeah. And so it's all like mental framing. But if you enter something knowing that there's going to be seven yeah. of them minimally and then ultimately yeah. eight, I could see where it would start to feel like homework to do. Like, well, we got to get this done. Yeah. Yeah, it's for sure. And that kind of grew as we went along because I think when we first started, only maybe three or four books were out. And uh -huh. it was originally only going to be two movies and they were going to kind of see how it goes. And yeah, I mean, it just never ended. It just, every year it came back. <laughs> and it was kind of like Groundhog Day because it was always it was the same sets. It was the same people. It was, yeah. but it was, it was great. I loved it. I still have, I mean, it's 20 years ago this year, I think when the first film came out, it's just insane. It's hard for me. It, it, I've got a very different perspective of it now that I'm out of it. And it's been kind of a long time has passed. I can appreciate what I think it was. I bet it'll continue to evolve as well. I can't imagine you're actually like through with your final perspective on it. Yeah, sure. I think definitely. I think now I've got a kid. Right. That's going to be a whole new kind of era, I guess. I mean, I don't watch them. I have seen the first one maybe twice now and once quite recently. But I haven't really watched any of the others. It still feels too soon, really. I can't detach myself fully. I can't face it. Okay, so there's many different motives for people not watching stuff. What is yours? I can't really put my finger on it because it wasn't like it was a bad experience. It made me so conscious of my face, of like yeah. what I'm doing. And I could almost feel myself doing things. And I just, I, from then, I just kind of stopped in it. I like being in the moment and creating it and then just leaving it. I think that's the healthiest perspective to have. I in the other side of it. I'm so disgusting. If I do something funny, I want to go watch it on the monitor. I, I, no I'm, way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, oh can I, and then maybe I can fall higher or whatever the thing is. But I have had the experience. I hosted a game show last year, and yeah. I was so out of my <laughs> comfort zone. And right. I was occupying this role that I had grown up seeing people do, like Pat Sajak or Alex Trebek or these sure, famous yeah, people. Yeah. And I, I can't make the leap to that I'm now doing this with this preposterous wheel behind me. So that I never want, I, I like avoided the monitors. I've never seen it. But for me, it's more because I was afraid if I saw it, 
I'd no longer be able to do it. Like I would just yes. lose all confidence. Like if I see what a terrible job I'm doing, I won't be able to continue. Yeah. No, absolutely. I can completely relate with that. I think there's also something to when you're involved in something that takes so much energy and so much time that even with this show, like we'll record it and then I go back through and I'm editing it and I'm spending all this time in there and I really, really love it, but I really do not want to listen to any of the episodes again. Like I yeah, 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 kind yeah. of actively, like I'm like, I do not want to listen to them because you've already put all the energy in and it, I don't know, it almost feels like, oh, I should have done something else here or yeah. I don't know. There's some, there is something weird about that. Oh yeah, you're just so critical of yourself and it's, I really struggle. And actually George, watching interviews is the worst thing for me. Oh. oh, here's where I'm disgusting, too. I love watching myself on late-night talk shows. Isn't it repugnant, Monica? <laughs> no comments. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that. I wish I had that. Uh, I don't want to see the ones where I'm pretty sure I did shitty, but looks. Okay, I promised Monica I would tell you this. People who listen yeah. to this show have heard this dozens of times. <laughs> I'm obsessed with how handsome you got. Like, I am obsessed. <laughs> I don't know what even uh, chapter of the story it is, but my daughter started going through it. And there, I want to say it was like the third or something. It starts on a train. Maybe it was a little later. Maybe it was the fourth or something. And I'm like, Lincoln, how fucking, how, well, I didn't say fucking, how gorgeous is Ron Weasley? No, no. And way. she's like, no, no. He I, really so, did. This I was real, losing yeah. my mind. I was like, he is so fucking good looking. You know, who cares about anybody else? Look at this guy. I was really bowled over with your looks. I don't believe you. Yes. Oh, oh no. He, you, did. You, he was telling everyone. Because it was over a period of time where everyone was watching the movies again. And and like every five minutes, just like, look at this he's guy. So, he's so handsome. Yeah, I think there was a lot of transformations. Because we were so young, it was such a long time. You see us kind of grow up like Matthew Lewis. That was like, he completely blossomed into something completely new. Right. And I think when you're watching them for me, because I'm a piece of shit, everyone starts out cute. They cast all these cute kids. You were 11, right? Yeah, I was 11, yeah. So everyone's adorable. And I'm watching with great anxiety that eventually someone's got to look crazy. It's just the, <laughs> it's the law of the jungle. Someone, yeah. Something's going to happen. And so I do think I'm paying way too close of attention to that. And so, boy, my delight when I saw what you were turning into as a young man, I was just like, God damn, they, they had the crystal ball or something. Yeah, all three of you. Yeah. There were some awkward stages for sure. Not for you, bud. You, oh my God, I, I couldn't get over it. My hair in film four is one of my biggest regrets. Oh, tell me. Shoulder length. Oh. I had my hair down here and it was like, it was, I don't know. <laughs> I think everyone actually had a phase of kind of having this really long hair. They liked it, it was kind of wizardy. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> wizardy. We went through our kind of puberty on camera. Yeah. yeah. So, you, yeah. yeah, you kind of see it all. Well, not oh. all, but. <laughs> 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 yeah, That's it is. Fair. It is very cringy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that everyone in the world saw. Everyone saw, yeah. And people, when you meet people, they feel like they kind of know you because they, they grew up with you. It kind of becomes such a huge part of their childhood. Of yeah. course. It's, it's an intense kind of relationship. Absolutely, because you're defining, not unlike music can, 
you're defining an era of their life, of their transition. Sure. Of, we've talked about this before. In fact, we just interviewed Amy Poehler, and like, there's a pretty big mm -hmm. spectrum. When you're a comedian and you're out in public, naturally people mm -hmm. are like, oh, I'll go kick this guy in the back of the knee or grab him by the <laughs> neck. You know, because yeah. you're a good time Charlie, and they expect that from yeah, you. Now, yeah. if you see Angelina Jolie, you just kind of stare from across <laughs> the room, and you're nervous yeah, yeah. you'll, like, embarrass yourself in front of her, so you might not even approach her. But I got to imagine, <laughs> for you, you're in the comedy camp. Like, oh, I yeah. went to school with this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of kind of wand innuendos. I get a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's, I don't know that I can make an equivalency to something like Harry Potter where it was over such a long period of time, mainly the books. Mm. It came out over this period of time. The generation mine that followed it. Didn't you make your parents take you to the bookstore super yeah, early? Yeah, no, for like multiple of the books, I did like the midnight buying. Yeah. God, and yeah. God, I just loved them so much. And we were growing up with those characters, like almost at the exact same time, you know? Right. And it represents so much. I mean, we've talked about this before, but on this show, on one of our fact checks, we sorted Dax on the Pottermore site. Oh, uh, yeah. And then we were like jokingly talking about Hufflepuff and some stuff. And people got <sighs> so, I mean. Yeah. True, truly her. Truly her. Yes. Yeah. Like, their identities are so connected to this world. I just don't know anything else that's like it. Yeah, it's probably a one in, of itself. Other than maybe like the Lord of the Rings people probably That's only three. Like this is so vast. Yeah. That's true. And everyone that was born in like Lord of the Rings were reading those books long after they and were no published. And no one thinks they're like a elf or whatever people think they oh, are hufflepuff but then you're the representation of all of that that's like so much yeah was there a level that was unmanageable no i mean because we were always just so busy we were making the movies yeah. so we were kind of not so much exposed to it but i think yeah there was definitely times where, like you see it like premieres and gradually kind of getting used to the amount of people that you're kind of losing your anonymity yeah and never really being invisible anymore just that kind of gradual change was, yeah, I think it was definitely hard to kind of get your head around because I'm quite a shy private person and suddenly to be kind of put in that that world, it was overwhelming for sure. And, and also the responsibility as well because, as you say, the fans of the books and they hold these characters in such kind of high regard in there. Were you ever like shit-faced at 18 and smoking a joint and it crosses your mind like, Oh, fuck. I hope the Potter world doesn't somehow find out about this. Like, I imagine yeah, yeah, you yeah. live with a little bit of a burden hovering above you. Definitely, yeah. It was such a kind of buzzkill whenever <laughs> you were out. Because yeah. you do, you do, you, you do kind of have to think about it. You can never quite relax. Right. Because I guess you are kind of this role model figure. It's hugely important to, to these fans. So it's, yeah, it was, it was always, I mean, it didn't really stop me from having fun. But yeah. it was always a kind of a bit of a shadow. Now, I have one more question about this, and then I'll, I'll let it go. But the other thing I imagine would be interesting is, like, at some point you guys were loaded. So if I was in that cast, right, and I'm on movie five and I'm 17, guess what? Dak Shepard would be driving a Ferrari to work. <laughs> it would probably be so yeah. weird. And I yeah. think the other adults who met me as 11, that would be interesting for them. What was that aspect of it like? Yeah, really strange. 
I don't think it ever really dawned on me really when I got the part that that was going to be a big part of it. But yeah, I mean, gradually it became <laughs> too much, too young, for sure. I yeah. just didn't know what to do with it. It's quite overwhelming. Like, I literally did not know what to do. I mean, I, I brought a hovercraft and an ice cream van. I've got those two things. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You bought a hovercraft and an ice cream van? Yeah. That was, oh, my ice goodness. cream van was my first car. Oh, my what? goodness. Yeah, and then a, and then a legit hovercraft that you could take out over a lakes. Legit and stuff. hovercraft, yeah, oh. yeah, that was sick. I've always uh, wanted one of those. Do you still have it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I still have it. I haven't been in it a long time. I crashed it quite badly last time I was out because it's, it's impossible. There's no brakes. Right, right. <laughs> you can't really <laughs> see. There's a tree like a mile away. You're going. You're probably going to hit it. The only way you can get out of a situation is to turn it and apply more throttle, right? So you're like, <laughs> right when you're getting scared, what you have to do is like floor it in the other direction. Yeah. It's it's lethal. It nearly killed me. But yeah, no, it was a lot to kind of take on, but it was amazing. It was so much fun. And I went through a phase of loads of animals. <laughs> I had like alpacas, oh, pigs. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a whole thing. What an interesting interest for you. At what age was that, 18? <laughs> yeah, probably around that, 16. Wow. Okay, to psychoanalyze you, to me that tells me you want to like be on a farm yeah, yeah, that was that was the idea, but it was chaos. Alpacas are insane. <laughs> of, of course. Did you have fantasies of like yielding wool from them? No, I don't know what it was about. Really, it's hard to kind of <laughs> now looking back in hindsight rationalize it. They're not with me anymore. They went to an irresponsible alpaca farmer. You loaded <laughs> up the hovercraft and dropped them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I, I guess I just did stupid things like that. Were you living with your parents still? Yeah, so that age I probably was, yeah. I'm from a big family. I'm like one of five, and we had a field. Wow. <laughs> and you stocked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nowadays I'm a lot more kind of sensible, I guess. Sure. I haven't done anything mad like that in a while. Now, your dad growing up, he dealt race memorabilia? Yeah. He had like a store where he sold like coffee tables made of like tires and he sold them on QVC. No kidding. He was on QVC, yeah. Was he someone who had fantasies of being a race car driver himself? Yeah, and he did for a while. When he in his kind of early twenties, he was a. We have some. I don't know if it's big in America. Rally. Oh like, yeah, baby. I mean, it's not big in America, but yes, I love rally. Yeah, yeah. So he used to do that kind of rally stages. My brother does it as well. No kidding. So he is a fearless gentleman. Your father. I think that's always been a big part of my family, like cars. Every. Every Grint male has got some job related to cars. I'm kind of the only one who doesn't. Was he so sad you weren't taking your fortune and starting a race career? I would have been heartbroken <laughs> if I were him. Yeah, I know. But I mean, he, he had my brother. He did it for a long time and he was good. Mm. I, I, I was never cut out for that. I, I'm not fearless. Right. What order are you in these five kids? I'm the oldest. And there's kind of exactly two years between us all. So ah. it's kind of a good spread. Then I feel like you're breaking the conventional thing. Because you feel like a middle child to me. I'm a middle child. You feel yeah, like... Yeah, I get that a lot. Like a peacemaker. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm not the kind of typical oldest child. I think my brother was always physically bigger than me as well. So I never really felt like I had this kind of authority. He was always the one that was the protector. And like, oh. he would stood up, he'd stand up to the bullies. Oh. Is he uh, redhead as well? No, my yeah. sister. I have a sister who's red as well. But my parents, okay. no, it's kind of a mystery where it came from. It's a weird gene. 
Can I tell you, I only had three rules in fighting other men. There were only three men I wouldn't fight. I would not right. fight a man who took his shirt off immediately because that's a man oh, who's yeah, ruined no so many shirts that he's learned to take it off before <laughs> things get going. Yeah, yeah. Two, I would never want to fight a married man because you're fighting his children, yeah, yeah. his wife. He's got a lot going on. A lot of stake. And then yeah. third, I don't care if the person was 80 pounds. You, you just don't fight a redhead. The oh, gnarliest really? fight I ever saw in my life was in uh, junior high, and it was these two redheads. And they were so angry. They were crying while they were fighting. And they were wow. just not quitting. There was some, they had a <laughs> they were gear. Crying. Yes, yes, wild. bawling and angry. But they didn't care that they were crying. They were fucking, I mean, and, and then I've since seen like, I bet I've seen probably seven fights with redheads. And every really? time it was really something else. Hmm. Yeah, That's I don't think I've got that fiery. Because that is, a, <laughs> that is kind of a redheaded thing. But what about when you're really pushed to the edge? No, I don't really feel anger. I can't remember the last time I was, I was angry. Oh. Wow. I'm quite a laid back person in that respect. I, I avoid confrontation. Well, just know I'd let you push me around because despite what you say, I, I'm going to keep this rule. <laughs> it's a good rule. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that as well. <laughs> yeah. You're nervous, Monica. No, there's just, um, you know, there's that. The anesthesia thing? Yeah, pain. Yeah, there's a weird thing. You know, well, you would know that redheads respond differently to anesthesia. I've heard this. Yeah, yeah. What is it? It's like when we feel more pain, we have a lower tolerance to pain. Yeah, that's the rumor. I don't know if that's weird. true, but do you feel pain? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do feel pain. It's funny. Yeah, I do. And spice. Like, I don't know if it's that, that really is related, but like, I have no tolerance for like spicy food. Interesting. Even, like, ketchup for me is like, on the edge. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I think they are supposed to be more sensitive. Like, oh. And also, um, maybe that's why those guys were crying, because it hurt so well, bad that they, they were beating each uh, other yeah. up. I think they're all fighting for their life, whereas <laughs> yeah. like other guys were just fighting for some status in the group. They're, like, their life felt like it was on the line, wow. maybe. I want to recommend a book to you. Oh, yeah, okay. Still Life with Woodpecker. Have you ever heard of that book? No. Okay, I think it's Tom Robbins. We'll fact check it. It's definitely Robbins. I think it's Tom Robbins. Still Life with Woodpecker. And it's basically an homage to redheads and the value yeah. they've had throughout history. Oh, really? And it's this really fantastical fairy tale story. He's a great author. He also wrote um, Even the Cowgirls Get the Blues, Jitterbug Perfume. Great author. Anyways, please read it. Especially if, did you just have a daughter or a son? Yeah, no, I just had a daughter. Yeah. Oh, congrats. congrats. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's kind of weird having it in during a pandemic. I think it's been a blessing in disguise. We've had all this time to like kind of lock ourselves in and work it out. No kind yeah. of outside interfit. Like we've really bonded and yeah, I'm loving it. It's great. Yeah. Cause when we had our first daughter, I basically wanted the whole world to go away. And I just wanted to sit mm. in the bed and stare at that little Subway sandwich. And then the only <laughs> thing that got, stressful is like you felt like you were missing out on a lot of stuff like oh this is so lovely but also i'm completely missing my life whereas i feel like in quarantine you're not missing a damn thing no all you've got to do is just bed down and i mean it's weird for her because like she hasn't really seen any other humans apart from us uh-huh and our kind of extended <laughs> family occasionally so it'd be interesting to see how she develops if, it, if, if this can kind of continues longer does she have red hair she did when she was born she was bright red. 
but I don't know if that was blood. <laughs> but no, she was definitely ginger. I mean, she looks ginger, like you can tell. And like Now, speaking of COVID, you have the unique distinction of having caught H1N1 swine flu back when it was around. Yeah, really weird. It was insane. It was right during, a, it might be the fifth film had just been released. Yeah, and I went down. And it was like weird one where I was hallucinating. <gasps> I went outside in the middle of the night once, chasing a fox, I think. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. It was insane. It was the kind of the worst I've ever felt, and it was for like two weeks. You know, the unfortunate thing about H1N1 is like swine flu. We've talked about yeah. that. What a foul name for something. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah. it's like you don't want to tell anyone you have it because you have to say swine flu. Swine, yeah. <laughs> oh. It's kind of the worst one, isn't it? But did it come from pigs? Well, yeah. I, it has to. Yeah, I, think, I think so. So, But it, it makes oh, me wow. think that the person suffering has like cross-pollinated with a swine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the worst one i mean outside of like if there was like um diarrhea flu Ew, well, i'm just saying what could diarrhea. be well that's, that's right <laughs> but i'm just trying to think of anything could be worse than swine rat flu well i mean this is all bat related yeah. and pangolin Ew. <laughs> so i guess when this started breaking out were you like well fuck last time i got swine flu i'm a, yeah. I'm, I'm likely I'm to go down with this yeah it was my first thought yeah I must be susceptible to like these weird kind of viruses. But yeah, no, I think, yeah, so far I haven't, I haven't called this yet. I'm kind of surprised I haven't. I bet your family was shocked. They were like, oh, I would have guessed alpaca flu, but not swine. I don't even think <laughs> yeah. he owns any. <laughs> <laughs> we did have pigs. We did have pigs for a while as well. That was after. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having you were to... not to out you. You were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to be <laughs> Robin, I received some texts. Yeah, I was morning. locked out of my therapy setting, <laughs> which is this attic. <laughs> but then you felt much better after. I felt much better, and I even made some apologies. Um, talking things out can be so helpful, and if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DAX. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by Taco Bell. Ooh. Oh, man. We often 
do two recordings a day and we have this little nice lunch break that we enjoy and we're always craving something really yummy. Yes, something fresh, something high quality, something like the all new cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell, which is Mm. exactly that. Mm. It's so yummy. It has slow roasted chicken, the pico, that purple cabbage and an avocado verde salsa sauce. Oh, delicious. Outrageous. The new Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burrito, and Quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina Chicken menu at Taco Bell now. All right, so I had two really big exciting shocks for Monica. Uh, One was, of course, that you guys have the exact same birthday, and Monica's one year older than you. Oh, yes. So fun. And Dave Chappelle, we discovered, yep. also same, same birthday, birthday. buddies. But I'm going to knock you on your ass right now. <gasps> Rupert carried the fucking torch. <gasps> really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're obsessed with the Olympics. We love the, uh, well, really? Summer Olympics. We, summer. Was it summer? Yeah, when oh. London hosted. 2012, yeah. Tell us everything from the phone call to the, what did you wear? How long did you have to run? Were you panicked it would go out? Like, what, what, walk <laughs> us through this. Yeah, it's kind of a bit of a blur, to be honest. It was such oh. a kind of hysteric time, like having the Olympics in London. It was such an honor to be asked. Like, what were some of the other non-athletes that were doing what you did? Ricky Gervais run any? I think he did. Well, the same, the oh. same stretch I did. Oh. You do it in like little stretches and you have to wear this whole thing. And I'm not really, a, I'm not an athlete. I'm far from an athlete. <laughs> so you have to wear this like sports kit. Is it like flame what? retardant? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but the, uh, weirdly, I think, no, it couldn't have been like a gas thing in there. But it didn't go out. Was it spandex? Were you in like Lycra? No, I wasn't in Lycra. I was in this kind of like, maybe it was. It wasn't, no, it wasn't kind of snug fitting. It was kind of a loose fitting kind of like mm. track. Oh, oh, thank God. Track, <laughs> yeah. And I was running, I don't know how far it was. It was all, as I say, it was kind of a blur. I know I met Boris Johnson oh. for the first time. Wow. When he was the mayor. Was it heavy? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, how heavy was it? The torch. Quite heavy, yeah. It's kind of a big old thing. I've still got yeah. it. They, they let you keep it. <gasps> wait, 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 wait. You, oh, back up. So there's... Uh, then that so means there's, there's a hundred hundreds. torch. I didn't know that. So wait a minute. <laughs> I'm so confused. Don't you hand it off? Oh, yeah. So they give you a replica No, no, they do. It. They give you a replica of it. Yeah, oh, I didn't okay. keep the torch. That was, yeah, I passed that on to someone else. I'm going to do some looking into well, this. Yeah, yeah, there must be like footage of it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Are we talking 100 yards or like a quarter mile? Or the none, those don't make sense. Oh, yeah, you can use miles. I think it was probably a quarter mile, something like that. Were you drunk? I don't know. Maybe I'd swine flu. <laughs> I have no memory. <laughs> I have literally no memory of it. I remember Boris Johnson. There's like flashes of a crowd. Oh, I would be so self-conscious about my run. If I like I a know. lady camera. I don't run. run. It was, it, I do remember that kind of practicing the run. Can I be honest about the opening ceremony? Maybe Monica will cut this yeah. out. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, this is going to be dicey. I felt very bad for London because the previous summer games had been Beijing. Oh, yeah. Had been yeah, China. Yeah. And that was the oh, most yeah. elaborate. Like, you just got to enter that thing going, well, we're not going to be able to do no. what the Chinese did. Yeah, it's a hard <laughs> one to follow, isn't it? 
it was so spectacular. You didn't even know if like, is this digital? Like yeah, what's going yeah, on yeah. here? It makes me think of the 18, I want to say it's 1889 World Fair in Chicago. Maybe was, that year might not be right. But the previous World Fair, they unveiled the Eiffel Tower. Oh, Jesus. And so the people in Chicago were like, what the fuck are we going <laughs> to yeah. do? There's no point. And they ultimately ended up designing the first Ferris wheels, oh. what came out oh, of that's it. Cool. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. good. And I think, oh, we had some moments in the London thing. It was Danny Boyle. Yeah, and you got to call on this rich treasure trove of culture that England's... You got the fucking Beatles yeah, you can yeah. access. So that's kind of a nice cheat, The Queen, Bond. Yeah, it was a lot of... <gasps> the Queen! We oh, got to talk about the Queen. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I'm obsessed with the crown. Sure, yeah, yeah. So what are your feelings on the royals? He's got to be careful, though. He lives in a country... This is like asking us what we think of... Trump, I'm happy to say. No, 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 not Trump. We got to do one that's more... Like the Kardashians? <laughs> I'm happy to speak on that as well. <laughs> no, I think it's more like us speaking publicly about the Pope. That's what I would Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's probably a divisive thing. There's pros and cons. But I mean, overall, I'm okay with them. They're good. I think they're kind of fun. Okay. They don't really... I don't really know what they kind of don't have much. Well, that's because they don't do anything. <laughs> they don't do it, but they don't have much power. Dax does not like the royal. I am so angered that this great country, England, is still rolling out this pageant. Yeah. It's so silly. The pageantry, I find, kind of a bit of a kind of yawn. In like meritless status. Yeah, Like yeah. you're born. Like, I don't know why you don't feel about them the way people feel about like trust fund people who are born into a billion dollars. It's like, you're not going to look up to them. I'm happy for them. They got a billion dollars, but are I'm you? not looking up to them, but I find it fascinating. And I would probably find it fascinating if there was a family of trust fund people well, that just was passing down money. And money. Like that's, that's true. It's a very interesting story. Mm. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is it ruins their life. So it's yeah. not even like, like you watch The Crown and you realize, oh, none of these people got to marry who they wanted to. Princess Di was a beautiful human being that was killed because of this fucking crazy yeah. circus. And no one's happy. Yeah, there's no there's no winners for sure. No. Yeah. Everyone's losing. I guess so the tabloids win. That's who <laughs> yeah. fucking wins. And anytime True. there's an industry where only the tabloids win, we got to be against it. I just can't ever see it ever ending. Though. There's never going to be like a revolution. Right. Now, surely. I don't know. And also what a waste of time that would be. To get rid of them? To have a revolution to get rid of the royals. No, you wouldn't need a revolution. <laughs> Parliament or whatever would yeah. just convene and they'd get a three-fourths vote and go, This oh, we've done this long enough. But this why? was cute. Just let them be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> I met the Queen once. I went to her eightieth birthday party. And do you get a whole primer on how you're supposed to behave before yeah, you meet yeah, her? It's like Call her ma'am, as in jam. You can't say mom. Can't look her in the eye directly. There was, yeah, there was like the whole, <laughs> whole thing. Like she's a deity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, well, we yeah. did like a show. It was like a sketch we did. They played on this. It was like a big stage variety show for her birthday, and we did like this handbag skit on set. Okay. Wow, she's fun. She <laughs> likes comedy. Isn't this funny? The confirmation bias. So <laughs> that's a good story to you and to me. I'm like. Oh, yeah, for her amusement. Like, they got these talented people who have done something in their life, and then for her amusement, they have to perform. Yeah. It's Wait, like they're no. a court jester. That happens at the White House, too. 
Mm. Yeah, like they do. Like Jason did his showed his movie there. Like they do. Well, that. showing a movie if they went and screened oh. Harry Potter, but to make these kids do a live sketch for her amusement, <laughs> it was pre-recorded. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. well, that's, that's a little less. It's a strange. It's a strange world. Yeah, it's all right. Everything's good. I love England. I love their democratic monarchy. What is it called? <laughs> it's got a weird term that's totally contradictory. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're going to get off this topic. All right, I just wanted to bring up one fun thing about your filmography, which is this could be an American-British thing. So you did a movie in 2010, Wild Target, oh, yeah. with Emily Blunt, who we, we know and love, Martin Freeman, who's just one of my favorites. Yeah, and then Rupert Everett. There's two Ruperts in that movie. Yeah. Or am I out to lunch on how many Ruperts there are in England? There's quite a few. There's quite a few. There's Rupert Friend. We only have Rupert Murdoch in the U.S. Oh, Rupert Murdoch, yeah. Weirdly, I wrote a letter to him when I was a kid because we had the same name. What? Yeah, my school. No. Yeah, my school wanted, <laughs> they needed money for like something at the school. And they thought, because my name was Rupert, that he uh, would <laughs> give, give our school some money. And I think he did. No, really? No, he did. It worked. Yeah, it was like a letter like, oh, hi, Rupert. My name's also Rupert. Can we have some money? I, I need some of your money. Yeah. Is that cool? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i wonder i'm trying to prepare myself mentally for when i receive a letter one day especially after this airs saying my name is dax yeah so give me some of your money you must be the i'm trying dax. to think how i'll feel about that what is dax what's the origin of that there was a popular book in the 70s called the adventures by harold robbins mm. and my parents had read it when my mom was pregnant and the lead character's initials spelled dax and he went by dax oh, cool. And so they named me Dax. And then I had never met a Dax my whole life. But then once I got on TV, a couple different times, people have come up to me at restaurants and said, like, I'm Dax too. No and then they were named after that book as well. Oh, wow. That's cool. Such a big responsibility naming. I definitely found that with like naming our daughter. Yeah. Were you very vocal? Did you guys have arguments about it? Did you, is it a mutual one? We always had one name. Oh, is it secret? No, she's called Wednesday. Why Wednesday? I don't know. It was, always, it was actually kind of George's name. She's always wanted to call her kid Wednesday. And it just felt right. It just uh -huh. become, We started calling her Wednesday before she was born, and it just kind of stuck. She couldn't be anything else. Now, in the U.S., Wednesday is a day of the week here. <laughs> yeah. What does it mean in England? The same. <laughs> we have that day as well. serious. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's going to be confusing. But, it, I mean, it'd be easy for her to kind of spell. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Well, actually, it's the hardest day to spell <laughs> yeah it is it's not logical wedness day that doesn't even make sense wednesday the ness yeah 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 no yeah it's not an easy one can i tell you wednesday's probably my favorite day of the week oh, okay. because it's the first optimistic day yes mm. like it's in sight it's in sight it's the dawn of optimism yeah no i get that mm. that's good yeah yeah we're going to tell her that's why she's named. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. the dawn of optimism. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, because I mean, there's a saying, I don't know if you have it in America, but like, it's like Wednesday's child is full of sorry. It's a whole like rhyme. Oh, I've never heard it. No. I guess it's a poem. And it's, yeah, there's a line in it. It's like Wednesday's child is full of sorry. Wow. Yeah. Let's hope she rejects that part and sticks with the um, dawn of optimism. <laughs> yeah, I prefer that. <laughs> now let's talk about Instagram because this is a fun story. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So you have a record. You have the record for the fastest trip to a million followers. Yeah. And just having now met you for an hour, I can't imagine you give a flying fuck about that. But let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, to be fair, that did surprise me. I mean, it's been something I've kind of avoided for so long. It just didn't ever feel really like a me thing. I've never had the need to like share anything with the world. But I, I don't know. I don't know what really prompted me. It was just... I just thought it'd be fun. It's been a kind of crazy year. Why not? Was it this year? This year, yeah. Well, yeah, it was just a few few months ago, really. And so you got to a million followers in four hours and change, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I don't really understand kind of what it means. <laughs> cool, yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. I'm not, I'm not that good at it. six posts. Six posts, I know. And they're all like servant trailers. Or like servant content. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Promotional. I mean, that's good. That's yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind a picture of you in that. Um, could you dig up a picture of you carrying that torch and post it? People would love that. Yeah, could do, yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of thing you should be putting up. That's the content, yeah. Maybe it'll jog your memory too. Yeah. I should rewatch that. Jog. Oh my God, really nice pun. Thank you. Jog oh, your memory. Good. Unintended. Um, also, if you popped some photos up of this alpaca collection you had, no that photos. would be of interest to people. There's no photos of the alpaca. None? Oh. No. There's no record of it. What about the hovercraft? Oh, yeah, yeah, probably, possibly, yeah. I could probably dig up some. And the ice cream truck. Oh, yeah, the ice cream truck, yeah. Yeah, yeah these are some good ideas, yeah. All right, so the servant just got a season two. No, season two is coming season out. Season two is come out. It's come out? It's, yeah, it's come out every Friday. Oh, Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus every Friday. This is my favorite thing is when I sleep on a show. Yeah. And then there's two seasons, which is so great. Yeah. I did it with Lost. I've only seen Lost like a few months ago. Yeah. And did you finish it? Yeah. It kind of got a little bit kind of insane at the end. Well, I was so into that show. I started watching it. I was like, this is the most intriguing show of all time. Then there was an episode where they found some weird metal port. Yeah, the whole time travel. And then they simply did not address it for four more episodes. And I was like, fuck this show. You introduced a port <laughs> four episodes ago and no one's talking about they it. They had the writer's strike, I think, in between the making of that, I think. So then they had some... Oh, okay. From the port until they readdressed <laughs> yeah. it. There was... Yeah. They had the transport department <laughs> writing it. <laughs> yeah. Do you shoot the servant in England? No, in Philly. You do it in Philly. Well, that makes sense because M. Night Shyamalan, right? That's his. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's where he lives, yeah. So we're in this little studio. I mean, we've only got one location. We never leave the house. So it's kind of really great. I love it. And we can film in sequence as well, which is really unusual. Yeah, that's such that's a great nice. luxury. Yeah, for people who don't know, quite often you start a movie and the movie's going to start at, let's say, the Astrodome in Houston and it's going to conclude at the Astrodome, uh, the end of the movie. But they're only going to rent the Astrodome one time. (laughs) They're going to rent it on the first day and you're going to film the first scene of the movie and the very last scene of the movie. And you're trying to track where you're going to end up and you just kind of got to throw a dart at the dartboard at that point. Yeah, but it's it's such a unique show, I think, because it's all in one place. Almost feels like yeah theater because it's such a small space as well and we're filming it chronologically and it feels very kind of different a very different show the house is so sexy i want that house so bad do you love that set it's so sick it's such a great house i mean it's it's a fully working house as well usually with sets it's kind of like a kind of facade so you can't really interact with this is fully immersive it's like kitchen works the toilets work wow have you ever shit inside the set house? No, well, no, 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 I didn't. But it's you could. <laughs> yeah. It's good to know it's there. 
Have you shot in California? I did a pilot there maybe like 10 years ago now. It's most English people's favorite place on planet Earth because the sun is out 365. Yeah. Most people I know that are English that come here, they're like, Ugh, I don't, I can't leave, I don't think. Yeah, no, it is insane, the weather, not having rain. It almost kind of feels quite unsettling. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I really like it. I like to do more there. I've always found it. It's a, it's a place that I've kind of grown to like. It is weird. Like you're driving around, unlike any other place in the country, you're in the acting business. And then every drive you take, you're looking at your peers or colleagues <laughs> yeah. with their new shows on billboards. Oh, yeah. And you, you cannot escape being aware of like who's doing what. Yeah. It'd be like if you worked at General Motors and there was billboards of like who got promoted to branch manager. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking there's Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the anxiety of that. But now I love, I have so much fun there whenever I go. I go there quite a bit. Well, Rupert, you're a very handsome gentleman <laughs> and you're very lovely. And you carried the torch, which we likely will know. Oh, what? This fucking, the Olympics are coming to LA. LA? Maybe we can oh. carry the torch. When? What? LA's hosting the summer. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah a while away. In 100 years. I want to pitch that. It'll be the first time ever, I assume. I'll have you on my shoulders and you carry the torch. Oh my God. That's dangerous and exciting. It's so exciting. High risk. <laughs> High probability of error. Uh. <laughs> and also like handing it to the person. You'll be so high up. Yeah, and I have to lean down. And we might fall over at that point and catch the person on fire. Oh, wow. <laughs> you better stay tuned. Yeah, I'm going to watch that one. Yeah, if we get this job, you better watch that. <laughs> All right, well, Still Life with Woodpecker. Yeah, I'm going to get that. Tom Robbins. That sounds amazing. Great talking to you, Rupert. Thank you, man, yeah. I'm so into The Servant. Everyone should check it out. Season two is now available on Apple TV+. Plus. It's very creepy. All right, Rupert, be well. Great. Thanks, guys. Thanks Bye. for doing this. Pleasure. See you soon. Have a good one. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by Wayfair. Home should be your happy place, a space where you can relax and just enjoy yourself, whatever that looks like for you. Whether you want the ultimate man cave, a cozy Victorian-inspired nook for reading, an area for family movie night filled with all things retro or something else. And if you need help creating that space, I recommend Wayfair. It's the place to shop for everything home, from sofas to dining tables, beds, rugs, wall art, and more. I bought a KitchenAid mixer, mixer on Wayfair. You can really get anything on there. And I'm helping a friend redo his living room, and we just... You're just on Wayfair on, nonstop. Yep. Yeah, it's one-stop shop. It is. They have fast, free shipping. They have everything you need for your home inside and out. They have a huge selection of home goods and a variety of styles. Whatever you're into, Wayfair is the go-to destination to help bring your vision to life. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. Okay, when did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Well, let's just say I'm a weirdo and I want to be messy and see what you're up to, like who you're hanging with. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. I knew you did that. <laughs> no, I did not do that. I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends and then use that money any place Apple Pay is accepted. 
Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Monica, please keep it in the chat. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. We are supported by Celebrity Cruises. I know what you think. As long as you're on vacation, you're happy. But the truth is, some vacations are better than others. And there's one that's better than all of them. Celebrity Cruises. With rooms, food, and service like theirs, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And you won't have to with all the places Celebrity goes. They even have weekend Caribbean escapes if you're short on time. So visit Celebrity.com, contact your travel advisor, or call 1-800-CELEBRITY and see why nothing comes close to Celebrity Cruises. Ships Registry, Malta, and Ecuador. And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. Hello, welcome back from commercial break. Let's talk about a nice service you provided me with today. You picked me up at my residence at 9.30 a.m. and you transported me to my doctor and I was given a good bill of health. Yeah, yay, that's a good update. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. It was, was it a, raining. It was raining and you were sad. You had your sad, your seasonal affected yeah. mood disorder. Affective oh, disorder. Oh, affective disorder? Yeah, that's what it's called. Seasonal affective disorder <laughs> can also be called seasonal mood disorder, but that doesn't spell sad. Yeah, and that's just because people don't like affective. It is a weird word. It's a beautiful word. It's a great word. I don't want to be on the wrong side of your sad, <laughs> so I'm going to say it's a great word. <laughs> Although, is it Pavlovian at this No, I don't think it's... It's not Pavlovian. It took me a while this morning to figure out why I was, like, kind of... Poopy? Yeah, blah. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm blah. I was driving, and... I was like, oh, it's gloomy out. Oh, wow. Okay. That wasn't the first thing you noticed when you woke up. Correct. And, um, uh, oh, my God, the T-Rex is wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. A Michigan hat. That T-Rex <laughs> is from Michigan. Hold on. <laughs> As all great T-Rexes are. i take a picture of all it. All proud T-Rexes. We say this a lot, and then we forget. I yeah. guess you could post it today and say this will make sense in a week. Ooh, cliffhanger. Ooh, foreshadowing. Um, the picture is weirdly cropped because don't I don't want, want you to see some stuff. What don't you want seen? Oh, by the way, the, the piss is there. Water bottle. It oh, is? Yeah. It's back there. It's under the T-Rex's uh, occipital bun. Oh, th thank God. The mm. pee baby number two is alive. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is helping my sad. I think at some point it'll just be a culture. Like, I think all the uh, <laughs> water will have evaporated out of it and it'll just be. Well, a, that's the birth. That's the birthing process. Do you think it'll become amber? Like, T Rex, ding, 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 Jurassic Park. Finding the DNA of the dinosaur in the mosquito that was in the amber. Oh, my good circle. Michael Matt. Crichton. <laughs> this was Rupert Grant. I regret that we didn't ask him what his. Houses. Mm. Well, having talked to him for an hour, what would you guess? I don't know. He's hard to pin down uh -huh. because he's a more he's, introverted person. Yeah, he's not flashy. Not at all, which I appreciate. The Hogwarts are flashy, right? The Hogwarts is the whole... The Griffin, Griffin oh, Dwarf. Gryffindors are 
They're flashy. They're like brave and showy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would. Say I mean, so. we got to be careful with what adjectives we're using. Yeah. We, le- we learned our lesson. Yeah, did yeah. we? Because we're talking about it again. <laughs> but he, um, he's very introverted. Mm-hmm. But every time he would say something, I found it to be very interesting and bizarre. <laughs> like, yeah, like he wrote to Rupert Murdoch when it's he was so weird. little. That the ice cream van, uh-huh. um, hovercraft, hovercraft. He's the first person I've ever met who bought a hovercraft, and I know people who own every kind of machine. What can you tell me about? Real-life hovercrafts? Yeah, so what it does is it has these um, fans underneath of it. and then How big it, is it? Um, they come in all kinds of sizes. The military one, they can put Hummers on and shit that they oh took across God. the sand dunes in in, uh, in Iraq. But um, the hovercraft, I'm sure he bought, is like these kind of smaller search and rescue ones. They're probably um, eight to nine feet long and probably four feet wide. I mean, put a couple people in them okay. and then, yeah. And so what happens is it has these fans underneath of it, and then it has a big rubber skirt around it, and it inflates the rubber skirt, and it creates a pocket of air. Mm. So the pressure coming out of the skirt elevates it. Oh. And then there's fans on back to propel it forward or left or right. Wow. And so you can move seamlessly from land to water to any surface because it's just hovering. How high does it hover? Inches. Oh, really? Well, I mean, the bladder itself, like the side skirts, are probably 18 to 24 inches. So a couple feet off the ground. But then the skirt comes down, so it only looks like it's maybe two inches off the ground. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. No one has one. Except Rupert. In search and rescue people in northern climates. (laughs) That was really funny. I'm going to buy one. Oh, my God. Good for you. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so he... He's, he is the owner of a hovercraft. He is, and he has all these in, kind of interesting oh. tidbits about him. But um, the but farming, kinda, yeah, alpacas, and he just kind of keeps them all to himself, which I kind of like. Like he's not like, oh, I do all this crazy stuff, and I want to tell everyone about it. Right, with a different personality, he could be annoying. Like, oh, exactly. you're the world's most interesting person. You collect alpacas and drive around in a hovercraft. Mm-hmm. But because he doesn't even want to tell you that, it's very charming. Yeah, and it's it's clearly not for the showiness of it. Mm-mm. I like that. I wonder if in general, ha- no, that doesn't work for Jess. I was going to say, I wonder if in general, if you have red hair, it's kind of like being tall where tall people slump because they don't want to be sticking out. Tall poppy syndrome. That's called tall, tall, poppy, tall syndrome. poppy syndrome. I learned that from Dr. Wendy Mogul on an upcoming episode of Nurture vs. Nurture. Forthcoming. Mm-hmm. Heretofore. I thought that was a very interesting concept. Yeah, people mm. who who stand out so much that they need they feel they need to like kind of shrink and become smaller. Yeah. Okay, so do you really prepare eels to cook by nailing them to a board? Oh, that's a great question. I got to say too, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but no thank you on eating eel. Oh, Iron Chef recommends nailing it to the cutting board by putting a spike through its head <sighs> and skinning and filleting the eel. Okay, so that's real. Ooh. That's real eel. I don't want to get that gnarly in the kitchen. Yeah, but you're a little bit of a baby in the kitchen. I'm just going to say that. You're not oh, uh, You're not okay. going to like it. I know I already <laughs> said it. But you didn't. Oh, here we go. Here we go into the fish territory. <laughs> oh, sure, We're sure. We're going to wait in. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Okay, I'll say, I don't want to say, but the apartment 
did smell like fish. <laughs> it did smell like fish. Now, that is not because of the recipe. Stop laughing. It is not because of the recipe or Allison. It is because of me. It's because, well, and my apartment has what I'm realizing zero ventilation including no hood on the stove yeah no nothing because you're I, cooking it in a ziploc bag basically. yes because even i made eggplant parmesan days later once i got the Whoa. fish smell out it took some days and then that smelled for days mm-hmm. like it's just it's not really the fish it's the apartment however the fish smell did linger <laughs> and it was a problem i'm really proud of you for admitting that i, I was not gonna out you for it it was smelly. And you <laughs> you could not stop talking about it. And I was getting bummed out by that. On the fact check or in real life? No, in real life. When I when I admitted to you, I was like, it does smell. I oh, told you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then you made a whole to-do about my house smelling and well it was really comical for me because you had a girls night planned on the next day multiple days later okay and you were like in a panic which was just really comical uh ending to the whole debate yeah but you made fun of me you got it you you made fun of me a lot oh i thought it was graceful no. You oh, think yeah. I rubbed your nose in it? I don't. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. But not. But it it would have been totally funny. Mm-hmm. And I was really trying to think like why I shouldn't be like getting Irritating. irritated by this because he's right and it's funny and who cares? But then I really tried to deep dive and I thought, oh, I'm really sensitive to like my house smelling. Oh, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which I never really put two and two together. Oh, but yeah. Obviously, that's some childhood stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I I, uh, I should have been more sensitive. No, I, that, how, why that, would you think about that? I, I guess if you forgot, of course I forgot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was fine. Anyway, the smell is gone. The meal was very good. And I've since made multiple other meals. The house smells like that now, too. Yeah. So. But if given the choice between your house smelling like eggplant parmesan the next day or fish, what would you choose? <sighs> eggplant parmesan. Uh, yeah, me too. I just wanted to but make I sure. But I didn't like that either. Honestly, yeah, I opened yeah. the door and I was like, it's like ew, it smells, it smells like, like food. Oh. No, not. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can't help yourself. <laughs> anyway, so I probably won't be making eel anytime in my apartment <laughs> soon. <laughs> A fucking eel. Yeah. I mean, it better, it would have to taste so insanely good to have to deal with nailing its skull to a fucking board and stuff. People Pe- love octopus too. Have no, you tried it? No, it's, well, first of all. They're so smart. Calamari, the Oceana report showed that like 50% of it is pig anus that you <laughs> get at restaurants. So right out of the gates, even if I loved it, I don't know that I'd be clamoring to eat it. Um, what do you mean 50% is pig anus? That in restaurants, they're selling it as octopus. No, no. Um, calamari is an octopus. It's um, squid. squid. Yeah. 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 I think a squid is an octopus, isn't it? Well, like, you can only really get octopus at fancy, fancy restaurants. And I think it's real. Even, and even then, it's pig anus, I think. No, I don't think so. You want me to read you the, the pig anus thing? One. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Octopi are very distinct. They have these, like, rings and... I watched a cooking video yesterday of a woman making octopus in her house. Okay. And it was a full octopus. Calamari, pig anus, Oceana. 
I can only imagine what's going to get advertised to me now. <laughs> In restaurants everywhere, right this second, people are squeezing lemon wedges over crispy golden rings, dipping the rings into marinara sauce, and they're eating hog rectum. Now they're chewing, satisfied, and deeply clueless. It's payback for our blissful ignorance about where our food comes from and how it gets to us. However, Wheeler did note that pig intestines are edible and are more commonly referred to as pork chip chitterlings. Ew. You know, I don't need to go further into this, do I? No, but I, I still think if you order octopus at a nice restaurant, you're getting octopus. Oh, octopus for sure. But calamari. Yeah. So this lady made an octopus yesterday, mm -hmm. and I saw the video, and she was holding it up. And people like octopus a lot. Like, it's like... Delicate. Yeah, a delicatessen. <laughs> it's a delicatessen. i so grossed out by it. Yeah, but, it's too much. But I want to be someone who is open-minded. Appreciates the finer things yeah, in life. Yeah, but they're really smart too, so I don't yeah. like the idea of eating them. They Same with they're... pigs. Yeah, pigs are real smart. Mm. Yikes, we ate bacon yesterday. Just yesterday, yeah. It's been a while too. And we ate it today. And I ate it the oh, day before that. Oh, my God. You're on a bacon tear. I know. <laughs> okay. We talked a little bit already about redheads and pain. Mm-hmm. So we probably don't need to go into Like charo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we keep talking about charo and redheads and pain. We found that redheads were significantly more sensitive to cold pain perception, cold pain tolerance, and heat pain tolerance. Heat pain perception threshold was also lower, but not significantly so in redheads. Okay, so they're saying perception versus tolerance okay. is different. That is weird. Redheader, redheaders. <laughs> Reddies. <laughs> redheads are harder to sedate. Oh, so they're harder to sedate. Yeah, it says, in addition, there is a recent evidence that redheads... Redheads are more Red hens. Oh my god, it's so hard to say <laughs> that redheads are more tolerant to local anesthetics and more sensitive to opioids. Mm. Okay, so local anesthetics more tolerant. More tolerant and then opiates less tolerant. So yeah, I guess it requires more anesthesia for a redhead. Does that make does that seem right? Yes. But they also feel more pain. This is confusing. Yeah. It's only it only occurs naturally in one to two percent of the human population. Redheadedness. Yeah, that's smaller than I thought. Okay, a number of studies have shown redheads feel pain differently and have different body reactions. For instance, one study found that people with red hair are more sensitive to thermal pain, while another showed that they are less sensitive to a wide array of painful stimuli, including electrically induced pain. So it's not as simple as saying that redheads are more or less tolerant to pain. They just tend to feel pain differently. Interesting. Very interesting. And it makes me picture some weird study that was conducted on redheads with electrical shocks to see how they dealt with it. How do they know this? Uh, exactly. They must have rounded up a bunch of gingers and strapped them to some oh, no. electrodes and zapped them. The CIA did it. Yeah, probably. To make it even more intriguing, research has also shown that redheads require more anesthetic. Okay, that tracks. All right. Consistent. Interesting. Okay. You were right about Still Life with Woodpecker. It's Tom Robbins? Yeah. Oh, good. You are right about that. I hope he reads it. Did H1N1 come from pigs? Yes. Mm -hmm. Swine flu. Swine flu. Oh, my God. Okay, so I looked up some Olympic stuff. <coughs> okay. And. He was never there. <laughs> there's a really funny. This is so funny. There's a quote by him. By Rupert. Yeah. Okay. There's a quote by Rupert that says, the Harry Potter star told BBC News it was an 
overwhelming experience that he hoped to remember forever. (laughs) I laughed so hard when I read that. He he already knew he was going to forget it. He has remembered literally zero. Doesn't know if it was 100 feet or two miles. (laughs) Doesn't know who he got it from, who he gave it to. He really meant, God, I hope I can remember (laughs) this tomorrow. Oh, my God. That made me laugh so hard. I think it's a little bit of a product of being in, a, in the Harry Potter franchises. Like, Dude. life is just so spectacular. Yeah, because we were talking about the queen for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. he was like, I met the queen. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, like he just remembered. <laughs> yeah, but for him, yeah, you're right. I think it probably does have to do with living in a heightened life. It kind of, this kind of happens too when I talk to people who I've brought to the sand dunes. Like, of course, they remember the trip really, really well. Oh, remember we went out and blah, blah, blah. And I don't because, well, A, I've done it a thousand times and it's the the level of heightened excitement is lower because I'm used to it. Yeah. Uh, And I'm just always aware like, oh, yeah, these trips are super memorable for people. Yeah. But they're just one of many trips. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay. So speaking of how far people run, it just says they run a short leg. Almost anyone can carry a torch provided that he is. This says he, Mm. not like that, is at least 14 years old and is able to carry it for at least 400 meters, 437 yards. Okay, so 1,200 feet. Okay. Quarter mile. Okay, so that's once around the track. Yeah. (laughs) They do like some cool stuff with this torch. Mm. It's like the Stanley Cup. People drink beer out of it and poop in it and pee in it. (laughs) Do you know all the stuff about the Stanley Cup? They poop in it and pee in so it? So the Stanley Cup, when they win, you you win physically the same Stanley Cup. Right, you There's give not it back. multiple. Uh-huh. So they're just holding it for a year. So they take it everywhere. They take it on the on the tour bus. They take it. And all kinds of shenanigans Ew. happen with the Stanley Cup because Ew. of that. Yeah, That's I think they're disgusting. all. I think they're all trying to do something that no one else has Memorable. done with the oh, cup. Oh, gross. And I think a lot of them think that would be pooping in it. But I think most of them have pooped in it. <laughs> <laughs> who do we know who's won it um Dion must have been on a stanley cup winning team i'd imagine we should find out yeah i'd uh, like to know more about this and you know it gets progressively bigger the cup because they like weld the that year's oh i think Wow, we don't know much at all. There's so many rumors, but not enough facts. I almost think I got an email that was like, do you want to interact with the Stanley Actually, Cup? Actually, I, I do think you got that year a couple years ago. Yeah. But you said no. Well, I I know everyone's pooped in it. Yeah. So I don't, like, what would I have, a Diet Coke out of it? Not after what it's been through. Maybe I'm sure. you could have pooped in it, added your own poop. Too pedestrian. Oh. I'd have to do something Wow. novel. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just like the T-Rex with that cute hat on. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. The name of Britain's government system, you said democratic monarchy, constitutional monarchy. monarchy, yeah. Yep. (laughs) I thought of that an hour after we left. Oh, you did? Yeah. What is the poem about the days of the week, Wednesday's child is full of sorrow? Okay, so the poem is, this version is, Monday's child is fair of face. Tuesday's child is full of grace. Wednesday's child is full of woe. Thursday's child has far to go. Friday's child is loving and giving. Saturday's child works for its living. And a child that's born on the Sabbath day is fair and wise and good and gay. 
That's one of the stupidest poems I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it says say absolutely that. nothing. What is that saying? It's, there's, there's, it's just oh, so it's random. Mother, Goo- mother Goose. Sorry, Mother Goose. I don't mean to, to offend, but none of that's true. None of that makes sense. Well, it kind of makes sense. No. Monday's Child is definitely fair of face. <laughs> exactly. What on <laughs> earth does that mean? <laughs> oh, man. Well, Saturday's Child works for its living. I think some people, I think they think, well, if I've rhymed, I've accomplished something. <laughs> like, this is a real accomplishment because I rhymed. Who is Mother Goose? Is that, like, multiple people or... Let me look. No, that would be Mother Geese. I know, but they're they're <laughs> parading around this imaginary author of a collection of French fairy tales and later of English nursery rhymes. So a lot of people, I guess. Back to that poem. It's it just a, anyone that reads it should think, well, that was a waste of time. Uh, there is nothing of value in it whatsoever other than yeah. that the words rhymed. Yeah, some, sometimes rhyming is fun. Yeah, sometimes it's spectacular. When Shakespeare does it, it's incredible. You like it when Shakespeare does it? I can't understand exactly. it. But when someone explains it to me, it's really impressive. Well, somebody could explain this, and maybe it's just as impressive. Somebody explain it to us. I, I challenge <laughs> someone to do that. <laughs> I accept that challenge. Okay, Laura has a theory, an armchair theory about you she wrote down here. Okay. I'm going to say it. I'm also going to say I... I I don't think she's right, but you tell me. All right. She says she thinks you don't like the royals because you're an atheist. And people believe that God ordains king or queen. Basically that. That's a very solid theory. It totally makes sense. That's not my issue with it. It's it's phony, unmerited status. Yeah. I don't even think, because you never bring up that that God ordained them. So did you even know that? Well... I, I know that there's that. always been this complicated relationship with the Pope and the, the kings of Europe. Oh, yeah. And that when breaking during the Protestant Reformation, that that came with it this great risk that the Pope would take away their authority mm. to be. But you know, it's all hogwash, you know. It's all hogwash. It's all hogwash. <laughs> Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Well, thank you so much for that. Rupert. Rupert. You silly son of a gun. So you need. You silly Valentine. So playful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You can barely carry a torch. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>